Court Live. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so well. It's so wonderful to hear your voice. I know. It's been too long. I know. It is a little crazy. That's what I said. If you want to do three instead of one, I would be more than happy to stay connected. <laughs> you know, I, I know. know. Yeah. How, how is your little, how, long, how old is Sierra now? Sierra is just about 15 months. It's amazing. Oh my God. I know she's she's a little person now. She, you know, she's like no longer a helpless little baby. So Yes. Oh, that's a beautiful age. I love it. Oh, I know. And she's she's just she's so special. I can't every day I just feel like, Oh my gosh, thank thank this is just amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm so, so happy for you. I was yeah. just talking with a client who's pregnant and she's also having a girl. Oh, yes, that's really, really sweet. And how are things for you? Good, very, very good. A little, a little busy, but uh, making time. Busy's good. Yes, busy's good, you're right. Yeah, and I'm really liking what I'm doing, and I'm always doing a little bit, you know, of everything, which is how I like it. So it's Mm -hmm. good. How about you? Um, Things are... Busy. I'm ready for them to be a little busier. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm ready to take some new new steps and take some risks. And I, I'm back in that place. Kind of like, I feel like this is about where we were last year when we started. When did we do the, um, the cl- our, our teleseminar? I'm kind of... Back in that mindset again of okay, I'm I'm I've been comfortable, I've gotten comfortable, and now I'm ready to jump off yeah. the comfort ledge again. Um, so you know that that puts you in a little bit of a vulnerable but excited place. <laughs> of course, yeah, no, that makes so much sense. Yes, and yeah. actually, was more if you think about it, I believe it was more like a year and a half or two years because you were still pregnant. I know I, it was March. I like definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Time flies. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was actually thinking um, before before you we got on the call that um, I would love to spend a little bit of time just consulting with you on this case, which has now sort of like that's actually not a huge. Um, uh, I, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to continue with it. So, um, mm-hmm. but I really am interested to get your feedback and to get some more information about it. And then I'm wondering if it might be possible for us to do just like a tapping session. Okay. Well, it, we I'm, I'm, well we have like an hour and we'll use it best we can. Yeah. No. Yeah. Whatever we have left, um, I would love to just kind of tap it out. Sure. <laughs> we Absolutely. in my family we say uh, TTSO tap that shit out anytime anything comes up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good TTSO. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, we just go TTSO tap that shit out. <laughs> Are you is, it, is that with your husband or with uh, your family as well? Extended? With my my whole like my immediate family, my mom and my sister and we all yeah. we all cool. say it, so it's great. It's become a family <laughs> <Yeah>. term. 
That's nice. Very nice. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, um, let's let's get tell me about this case. Okay. So I'm going to try to give you as concise a, a history as possible. Um, I've only seen this family once. Um, they came to me. There's they have an 11 year old girl. Uh, she was, they adopted her when she was just under two years old. Um, and she'd been in a Chinese orphanage during that time. Um, they immediately, uh, realized that she was, you know, there were some issues. I'm trying, I just want to find the, um, the initial email. Um, they, they found soon after they adopted her that she had had that she had three infectious diseases that had never been treated. Um, oh my god! And she was really displaying some, del- you know, neurological delays, physical delays. Um, and at the time, they accessed early intervention for her, and the early intervention specialist thought that she might never speak and that she might be deaf. Neither of those oh. are true. Um, yeah. They've they've accessed a ton of support for her. The parents are very um, in tune. They're open to alternative ways of thinking, alternative treatments. Um, they really minimize wanted to minimize medication for her, um, and she's a really extreme case. <laughs> that that being you know, um, so. She they've she has a diagnosis of reactive attachment disorder. They've also been throwing around bipolar, um, and she's only 11 years old. Um, so they they actually came to me for my sports psychology um, services, the the equine sports psychology stuff, because she loves to ride. That's a real passion for her. Um, but sometimes her emotional stuff gets in the way of her riding. So the, they were really excited that I have the the background to be able to understand her complex needs, but could also, you know, focus it on the riding. So right. I met with them. They're they're from Western Mass, so I drove out to Western Mass um, two weeks ago, and we had a really great session. Beforehand, I'd asked if they were familiar with EFT and. She said, oh, yeah, we are. Um, we tried it a couple years ago. It didn't really work, but we're totally open to trying it again and relearning it, and we think it would be great for our whole family to, to learn it. So right away I was like, oh, good. You know, this is <laughs> a very, yes. very open family. Um, so I went and uh, I, I met with them. It went really well. We, I taught them the tapping again. Um, we talked about how it just to start, it might be good. She has major sleep issues um, ever since she was two, ever since they adopted her. She has woken up throughout the night with, you know, terror. She wakes up at three every morning and her, her brain is just on. Um, and sometimes she doesn't get back to sleep. So she's constantly overtired during the day, which is understandable. Um, And then with her riding, what they were finding was um, 
obviously the horse was picking up on whatever was going on mm-hmm. with the girl, which is exactly why I love doing this work because the 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 equestrian piece is just the vehicle for getting into what's really happening in people's lives. Right. So we made this um, a very basic plan um, that she was going to, they were going to, in on their ride from school to the barn in the afternoons, they were just going to tap in the car on whatever came up for her at school that day um, so that she could try to release some of that and hopefully be in a more clear state of mind when she was riding. They were really excited about that, and the the girl was very excited too. She thought, you know, oh, that's a good idea. Um, and then I can tell just, you already what what may have happened. <laughs> I, I can tell you. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, um, my, my guess is that that in a in a in a way is a fabulous idea. On the other hand, if there's so much going on, the idea of just starting to tap is actually going to put like a little puncture on her on her dike and it's going to open up and over flood. Right, right. Because there's so so much trauma there that right. is, you know, if, the moment you start tapping, all the feelings that she's been suppressing are going to come up. And right. Uh, is, that what, what, is that what happened? She that's, flooded? That's what happened. It happened in the yeah. evening, though. Yeah. Um, because we, so we had also just talked about... Um, for you know, 15 minutes before bedtime, just tapping on whatever came up for, during the day. Yeah. So, so that night, um, yeah. I got a call from the mom at eight o'clock, and she said, "You know, we're in a little bit of a situation here. Um, the tapping really escalated her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really feeling some big feelings right now." Mm-hmm. Um, and she won't let us touch her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, they were concerned for her safety, but these parents know the drill. So they were, you know, they'd removed everything from the room that she might hurt herself with. Um, right. They were keeping things safe. Um, so I recommended to them just to to mentally tap on her because they she wouldn't let them tap. Yeah. She wouldn't tap herself and she wouldn't let them touch her, um, right. which they were totally open to. And within, um, I would say, 45 minutes later, but it ha- her her kind of explosion happened for about an hour. Um, yeah. And then after an hour, they got the dog up on the bed with her and kind of lay on top of her and that really calmed her down and grounded her and she went to bed. And the positive was she slept through the night for the first time in oh. they couldn't even remember um she woke up the next morning and reported that she really felt like it worked which she'd never they'd never had buy in for anything from her um she reported being much more focused in school there were all of these positives that first day but then everything unraveled and she went into a state of hyper arousal, hyper anxiety in general throughout the day. Um, and it's, it's remained that way. Um, so I immediately, um, I've been in touch with her, she, her psychologist, who's, who was the one that actually recommended that they do EFT. She's also very 
you know, she's uh, accepting of all of this. Um, and we immediately, I said, you know, let, we're just going to back off. Um, her, the mom was just doing positive tapping on her at night. Mm-hmm. She had decided just to do that. She said, I, you know, I'm going to just tap in affirmations. And I said, I think that's a great idea. That can't hurt. Um, and so, but they, they basically feel like they've had the same experience when she did um, somatic experiencing therapy, which I don't know anything Mm -hmm. about, as well as a little bit with EMDR, but especially with the somatic experiencing therapy, she said they would get in the car after every session and she would almost be in like, you know, a psychotic state. Um, She was that activated. Yes. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, sorry, is there more? No, no, that's that's the that's the, okay. the nutshell. If there is one, yeah. Um, hold on. So this is my big recommendation: would be to actually have to do dissociative tapping, which means that both the somatic and the DMDR are re-experiencing, and you don't want mm-hmm. any re-experiencing with her. Right. So the, the somatic is basically bringing her to whatever feeling she has and just allowing her to be with the feeling. But right. my my sense is that her ego strength is not there for her to cope with the intensity. Right. So both both the somatic and the MDR, as well as the EFT, can potentially you know like unravel something that she's just not ready to to deal with. Right. Um. What I would do for her is that, first of all, it would have to be, um, well, I would do a dissociative tapping. So um, remember the picture drawing tapping? Yes. So I would do that kind of tapping with her, you know, where she's making a drawing of something that is upsetting her right now or something that happened and just tapping on that drawing, giving her a title and so it can feel and just making, you know, just tap on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like going to another drawing and just so it's about something that is outside of her. Right. Um, And I would actually tell the parents that something happened to her before too, which we had, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they know, but highly traumatic, obviously. Right. That her, her nervous system has not been able to process. So, one of the things is that with all these, um, especially with AMDR and the traumatic experiencing, is very much being in the place, being in the traumatic experience, and that's mm-hmm. way over, over stimulating, and she cannot actually, you know, she cannot process it. Right. So I would start the tapping with something again dissociated, and uh, and if she at any point remembers something. Um, just to use a very small piece of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be constant. I would teach her how to do the trunk metaphor. So she puts all of her feelings are going beautifully into this big, gorgeous trunk. She closes it and she, you know, uses the, the, the key to turn it and she's turning it. That's, that, you know, it's very soothing. It's, an auto, uh, it's like an auto-hypnotic state that she can put herself into. Mm-hmm. And then mom can learn to do without catching her or anything. Um, so I would recommend two things. One, dissociative tapping. And two, because the parents are so involved, I would say that they can actually do surrogate tapping. 
Okay. And the surrogate tapping has, um, has I always remember, let's see if I remember the third step, but there's two steps. The first step is very, very important, which is for them to tap about their feelings about her. Mm-hmm. Like what is going on for them? Because see, the the truth is that dealing with these, you're actually working. You're not working just with her. You're working with the family. Oh, of course, yeah. So yeah. it's about buying, buying, having their buy-in that whatever they do is going to have a huge impact. Just like whatever she does has an impact on the horse. Whatever they do is going to have an impact on her. And even mm-hmm. if it's subtle, it's going to help the whole family dynamic. Right. So for them to tap, and I would say that they tap individually, mm-hmm. like mom and dad are not together. Like mom taps on her own in the car or whatever it might be, and dad taps on his own. Voicing whatever it might be about this girl and each other, because maybe who knows? Maybe it was dad's idea or mom's idea, and there's a part of them that is like, you know what? This was so messed up. I wish right. I had never suggested it. I, you know. I wish I had regretted it. And, of course, it's not something that intellectually they would say, but right. if it's anywhere in their system, it's going to play out in some way. Right. Affecting who they are, how they relate to each other as a family, as a, you know, as a uh, partners and so on. So I would say the first thing to do to surrogate tapping is to, I would, and this is what I say, you clear your own vessel. Right. right. You clear it by like naming everything about the person you're going to tap for. Okay. And then the second step in surrogate tapping, and the same for, for animals, actually, the second step is you tap um, what you imagine they may be feeling. So, you know, uh, right now you're really scared. <coughs> Sorry, one second. I need to mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Better. Um, you know, after they feel completely, like, empty of their own feelings, that, you know, I imagine that you may be really scared, you just woke up, and, you know, you probably had a really horrible nightmare, and you're, you're scared, but, you know, it's okay, all the all the fear, all the, your body is just all tense, and, and just describing what they imagine would be her experience. And are they tapping on themselves or imagining tapping on, tapping on them? No, they're actually tapping on themselves. Okay. So they're tapping on themselves. The first round, talking about the situation and, you know, using their feelings, they're tapping on themselves. Right. They're always tapping right. on themselves. Okay. Right? And, and even starting, even though this is, I, I wish that I could just step out of this situation. I, there's a part of me that wishes I could just, like, go on vacation and forget the whole thing. Whatever, right. Whatever it might right. be, you know. Like, get, you know, get off this train wreck, whatever. And, you know. Um, so that's the, the first part is, is about the situation. The second part is like what they imagine, like as they're talking to her, mm-hmm. right in their in their mind. It's always great to do it out loud, too, but mm-hmm. um, what they imagine that she's going through, and then literally when they feel ready to step into her shoes, that's a thorough, the thorough surrogate tapping where they say, "I'm 11 years old and I am whatever her name is, and I am feeling." so scared. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I am in this new country and my, my parents love me and yet I just cannot let go of what happened and I don't even remember what it was but it was so intense and mm-hmm. so bad and I just cannot, right? So it's like those are the three stages. Right. 
And with her, I would do definitely dissociative tapping. I would not actually start tapping on her because the dissociative tapping is going to actually get her the most into a soothing space where you take enough of the intensity that she may, you know, at some point she's going to be able to start tapping on small things. Right, right. Okay. But I would I would not recommend that she just, um, and I would actually try the drawing tapping if you would chose to work with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not do it. I would not recommend that they just tap without you for now. Well, that's what I, again? yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. I immediately said was like, whoa, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to take a huge step back. And if we're going to do any of this, we're going to wait until you guys have me or another EFT person right. there with you. Um, yes. Yeah. Luckily, the parents are so, I mean, there's a part of these parents that is like, it's so intense, which I mm. think they have to be. Um They've had to be in order to push through what they've had to push through. I mean, the emails that I get are like three pages long with details and their thoughts about her, you know, very technical and they've done all the Mm -hmm. reading. And that to me, just like, um, I I think that's a trigger for me because I I just get like, whoa, 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 too much. Yeah. And well, of course, yeah, and it's and if it maybe you know, and maybe it's like that it's literally too much for you, right? Right, right. This was not what I um, anticipated what I was walking for. into <laughs> when I said, "Oh, sure, I'll come help your daughter with her riding." You know, like right. whoa. And they've even said they said after the first day, the day after we were. Uh, kind of debriefing from the night, they said, we totally understand if this is way too much for you to handle. Not, They didn't say it in that way. But, you know, we've had other people that said, look, this isn't what we kind of signed up for. Um, so, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, uh, you know, I just want to – oh, the, that, that's what I was going to say – the one thing I was so impressed with was the first thing that mom said the next day was we realized that if we're going to be doing this kind of work with her, we're going to need to get support for ourselves because, you know, do the tapping ourselves and figure out how we can take care of ourselves because this is so hard for us to see that she's still, even though it's nine years later, she still has the level of trauma and emotion in her that she did as a two-year-old. Yeah. And you know yeah. how how hard that is for them to see. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, I, you know, I don't know where they are, or if they, you know you want to take it on, and, and um, I might be able to take them if they're interested. I don't know. Yeah, so that, yeah. That's something that for you to. Bring well, I thought about that because I had also thought I, I have. I don't know um, whether I'd actually sent an email to Stefan because I know. Um, with the matrix reimprinting, whether that is something you can do with an eleven-year-old, if that you know, you you can, you can, but first she has to be in a, in a you know a little bit of a, a better place to be able to be okay with herself because right with the matrix you go there and right. and it may be too much, so it's about I would go extremely gentle. Right, right. Gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you notice that she is like neurologically like there's challenges 
Oh, or is it more? Well, I, I mean, I had no idea about any of this until after. Um, mm. I mean, I knew that she had trauma. I knew that, you know, there were emotional difficulties, but it's only been in the last two weeks when all this has unraveled that I've gotten these emails detailing what's really going on. I'm going to just read you. This is what she wrote um, today. She said, um, uh, with each new developmental phase, we try to increase her coping tools. When I step back and look at the big picture of her healing journey, something about EMDR, EFT, and somatic experiencing escalates her system. When we had our in-home early intervention, she quickly identified her as neurologically delayed. Processing stimulation for her was and still can be very difficult. My primary care physician explained to me that for people who live with bipolar stimulation, no, with bipolar, stimulation can feel painful. She goes into the arena on show days and the bright colors and speakers and, you know, the stimulation is painful to her. Um, So she said, the only thing I can reflect on is that she is neurologically having a response to EFT on an unconscious level. She is so hyper-aroused right now, she has little impulse control over her words. We've seen this before. Um, So anyway, that's... No, but that's that's something important that, you know what? If if you choose to go ahead, whoever it may do, my other Mm -hmm. huge recommendation is when she taps on herself... It has to be the touch and breathe, not tapping. Yes. Remember the tap, the tap, and just touch and breathe, like touch a point and breathe in and out. Yes. Touch, breathe, because that's going to be a lot less stimulating than the actual tapping. Yes. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Open Pandora's box. I I was like, what the heck just happened? I because <laughs> you know, obviously, in the experience that I've had with EFT, the very I felt like my homework for them was extremely on the surface. Like I really didn't even I didn't had no idea that that yeah. could trigger what it did. Um, I know. It's incredible. It's really incredible. And, and actually, I have to tell you that it's a gift that because this past weekend we just did our level one and two again. And um, and I'm, I'm so sorry we couldn't do the advance. We're doing it in the spring. Yeah. Um, but we had someone on Friday with level one that completely unraveled. And we're like, what? What? Like, what happened here? Really? Yeah. So, and it was the first time ever that that happened. Well, you know, just. So and I, I understand that sometimes you just puncture a dike that has been held very strongly and holds, you know, just the flood. Right. So, yeah. And I think where what was hard for me is that obviously I am very aware and I always tell people before we start tapping that there's often, a, you know, your number is going to go up before it goes down and that there are things we can do to help the number go down. But it felt like this was not, like it wasn't working, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. There's this question of like, what have I gotten, what have we What have we gotten into here? And is it, you know, I, I guess I've, ne- I've never experienced where it just happens so quickly that, yeah. you know, there's, there's so, 
it's so fragile. And I kept thinking back to the training where, and and I, I think this may be because we're, we were talking about much more, um, uh, what would the word be, typical people, yeah. but, you know, yeah. that fear, that, that fear that a lot of people have that doing EFT is going to knock the scaffolding out that has been mm-hmm. supporting them for so long. And I don't remember exactly what you guys said about why that doesn't generally happen. Um, well, but I felt like, oh, geez. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I just did that. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I think that generally what happens is that it's it's such a gentle and soothing tool that most people, the first thing they experience, if they haven't been suppressing feelings, is just uh, relaxation. If you just stop not thinking about anything, it's very relaxing. Right. But but if something is up and you've been suppressing it, then you're going to start feeling it. Right, right. So that's exactly what happens. In general, it doesn't happen. In general, it's very rare that it happens. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Okay. Oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So how would, how do you feel about this whole thing? Oh, I mean, it just it it brought up, I think, just a lot of insecurity for me because for yeah. Are you, is this what you would like us to tap on, or is there something? Yeah. No, I mean, I'll just I can just tap while we yeah, talk. Start even tapping. I yeah, think exactly. it, it will be helpful. But yeah, you know, there was. I've had this a couple times where, um, because I've been working with a lot of um, women who have experienced a traumatic loss in their in pregnancy. Mm. Um, so it you know it's obviously very emotional and traumatizing in many ways. And I've had a couple times now where I end a session or I'll. Um, and I just feel like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> like this incredible self-doubt of did I, you know, did something go wrong? Am I, am I not, you know, do I not know what I'm doing? Um, even though 95% of the work that I've done with EFT has been mind-blowing and successful, yeah. You know, not just like, oh, this is okay. It's been life-changing. But every once in a while, I'm hitting these moments of like, oh, geez, (laughs) what have I done? Um, Up until this one particular client, it's always ended up that the perspective has shifted the next day and, you know, everything writes itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I've had just a couple, uh, one person in particular that has real, she was having really negative um, thinking beliefs about herself and she felt like God was punishing her and um, there was a lot of religion involved. Um, And I felt like as we were tapping on it, the negative was getting more and more ingrained in her. Like it was almost feeling like it was becoming more true. And I I began to worry that, you know, was this, was I missing something or what have I done? Have I just made this person feel like she's totally right in thinking all of these 
negative beliefs. Um, well, the the tricky thing uh, is that you you what you did is that you touched upon some shame, and when we touched upon shame, shame is about feeling bad about oneself that somehow there's something intrinsically wrong with us that somehow we deserve this punishment or we deserve to feel bad. Right. right? And we punish ourselves. And shame is a very, very tricky one because what needs to happen is that you need to have a deeper approach, which means that you need to bring somebody in. <clears throat> so first of all, there's there's two things that you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several, but the first thing that comes to mind is one, um, so let's do one thing before I tell you the two things. Go to the yeah. charity shop point for just a moment. Okay. Even though sometimes I feel like I'm messing up. Even though sometimes I feel like I'm messing up. And I, I'm just like, I unraveled something that I made it, made it worse. I unraveled something and I made it worse. Take a deep breath. I know that my intentions are really wonderful. I know that my intentions are really wonderful. And I accept all of who I am. And I accept all of who I am. Including my caring heart. Including my caring heart. And my brilliant mind. And my brilliant mind. That desires to be right and to get it right. That desires to be right and get it right. Even though sometimes things don't go the way that I want them to. Even though sometimes things don't go the way that I want them to. In my EFT sessions. In my EFT sessions. And I get a little scared. And I get a little scared. Take a breath. Let it go. I deeply and profoundly accept all of who I am. I deeply and profoundly accept all of who I am. And I would really like to forgive myself. And I would really like to forgive myself. Knowing that I'm doing the best that I can every moment. Knowing that I'm doing the best that I can every moment. Tapping to the point. Sometimes things go away. Sometimes things go away. And sometimes... Most times they're wonderful. Most times they're wonderful. But those few times where they don't work out. But those few times where they don't work out. Or I don't know how to fix it. Where I don't know how to fix it. I feel really bad about myself. I feel really bad about myself. And I question my, what would you say? Your question was your ability? My choices? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I, said, I just wish that I had a pill, a magic pill that would fix everything. I just wish I had a magic pill that would fix everything. And EFT has been that. EFT has been that. But it has some limits. But it has some limits. Surprise. Let it go. Maybe this is just an indication. Maybe this is just an indication that I'm ready for the next step. That I'm ready for the next step. And life is showing me. And life is showing me. Sometimes in not so gentle ways. (laughs) 
sometimes in not so gentle ways. That I'm ready to learn new things. That I'm ready to learn new things. Be more discerning. Be more discerning. So I know what works for me and what doesn't. So I know what works for me and what doesn't. And I can help others. And I can help others. Being true to myself. Being true to myself. I invite this opportunity. I invite this opportunity. To connect with who I am. To connect with who I am. My desire to help others. My desire to help others. And knowing that sometimes I also need help. And knowing that sometimes I also need help. And I deserve to have help. And I deserve to have help. Take a deep breath. (sighs) Does that make sense? How are you feeling? Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I almost see it that this is the next... It's like almost like life is throwing you these challenges for you to step up a little. Right. But it's it's not comfortable. It's really not comfortable, right? I totally get it. Believe yeah. me, I, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. No, and I yeah. I am definitely that type of person that I, you know, being comfortable, quote-unquote comfortable, is is good for a little while, but I don't actually like to be comfortable for very long. <laughs> so, yes, of course. No, learning so I is actually Sometimes I invite to... this stuff, you know. It's yeah. like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy a little bit of like, ooh, it's not that I'm getting bored, but, you know, I'm ready to, I, I don't want to get complacent. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. my, it's, and so, you know, it, it just makes sense that I, I, because I don't, I don't want to be dealing with this. <laughs> There's a part of me that doesn't want to be dealing with this level of, uh, you know, trauma and emotional disturbance. That's part of the reason why I moved away from my traditional practice um, because I felt like I was at a time in my life where I wanted to be, you know, I didn't want the emotional turmoil to be such a big part of my life. Um, And so I don't know what, you know, I feel like... um, I need to be okay with saying this. Maybe this isn't somebody that's right for me to work with, even though I think this yeah. could really help them. And I want yes. to. I want them to find what they need. I want them to make progress. But I might not be the right person at this point in my life to do that. And that's that's why I brought discernment because it can be about like you know I would love to help, but the truth is that I don't want to be the person, and I'm going to right. be a resource. And I'll tell you, you know, you can call this person or this other person that will definitely help you. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not comfortable doing or wanting to do this kind of work. Right. I mean, I and have you can, lost sleep the last two weeks over this. I just, you know, my, my brain is just like, oh, my God, what did I do? What should I do? What can I do? How can I help? I don't want to help. Like, <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Tapping on yeah. every single variation and possibility <laughs> that I and can. And it makes so much sense because all of a sudden you really open up a huge kind of warmth and 
and a very overwhelming one, the whole family actually. <laughs> right. 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 So um, And there there was something about that moment the morning after the the explosion, it seemed like something had really worked, you know, and, and there was this mm-hmm. feeling of, Oh my gosh, we've we found something. Yes, of course it was uncomfortable to do the EFT because it's hard to feel those big emotions and it's hard to watch somebody go through those big emotions, but she slept through the night and they're reporting all this success. And so I was on a little bit of a high, like, oh, I might have brought something to this family that really could change their lives. And then it just like rapidly crashed down and I thought, oh my God, what was I thinking? (laughs) Well, because, you know, you didn't know, but that is actually part of the reason why you felt even more intensely, like, you know, because it's like when you had a high of celebrating that you did something fabulous and then it comes crashing on you, it's like, oh, it's right. double painful, right? It's right. double the pain. So Yeah. 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 And the, sh- the shame, I want to tell you, shame yes. um, is a very tricky one because shame is that, you know, growing up we all have instances where, um, somebody at some point, parent, caretaker, whatever it might be, a caregiver, um, may have said, you know, when you do something, you know, I, I don't like you when you do that or when you say that or whatever it might be. But there's instances where uh, people might say something like, I don't like you, period. Or the mm-hmm. child interprets that somehow who they are intrinsically, you know, it's not okay. Right. Right. And there's a deep sense of, like, they're not enough, that they're not a good person, they're just, you know, somehow damaged or twisted or whatever it might be. And there's an intense sense of shame where there's no compassion for the self, period. Right. So when anything bad happens, it's like, obviously, they deserve to be punished because they're bad. They're just right. intrinsically bad. So the best thing, there's there's two things that are important to do. And again, it's something that it takes a little, it takes time because you have to repair that ego. You have mm-hmm. to repair that soul, right? So first you test for compassion for the young self. So you imagine this person seeing their young self, um, you know, in pain or being hurting or whatever, and you actually test the level of compassion. Do they can they feel for this child? Mm-hmm. If they can, I have to tell you, there's a lot more hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it might be somewhat simpler because then there is that <clears throat> that ability to be compassionate with himself and to understand that there's nothing really wrong with this little kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they say, "Well, no, you know, I, I, I actually don't feel that." then one of the things you can do is that there's two things you can do. The next step is, like, imagine another child that is not them. Mm-hmm. Another child, and you just find out if they are, there's any compassion towards a child that just fell or somebody did something to them that was not, you know, that hurt them. Um, and if that doesn't work at all, then bringing somebody in that would. Right. And I will care. Okay. Now, if if the shame starts, is it possible for the shame to not have started early on? Like, this 
this particular individual had made a decision to terminate a pregnancy and yeah. and and later in it was in like the second term of the pregnancy because there were there were they had found out that there were some serious issues um and so the shame was really around like what kind of an evil person am i i'm horrible uh, God was testing me and I failed. God is never going to let me have children again because I'm such a, like, clearly I'm not fit to be a mother. Um, those kinds of yeah. things. It, um, do you have, to, do you still go back to them being a child for the compassion or and do that, you go to previous to the decision or something? No, the, I, you would do a process that, um, I don't know if we, I don't think we've done together. There is, it, it talks about like um, it's like healing what is like a goal trauma because she may want to actually have children or get pregnant at the time, right? right? And now all of this is happening, so it's like that is why it's called goal trauma. And what you have to do in that case is actually go back to that instance, um, whatever it might be, like if it was you know when they were in their twenties or whatever, and just actually create. Let them see that who they were at the time was not necessarily evil. It was like given everything that was going on, uh, could you see that she made the best decision she could? Mm-hmm. Could you forgive her? So what you're asking is for the, their adult self today be compassionate towards that part of themselves. Right, right. Understanding okay. that in their circumstances they chose what they knew how to do or was the best that they could do at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would do the same thing. Would you, you know, like, what, you know, what is going on? Because, yeah, if, when you tap in the negative, you can do it for a bit, but if you keep at it and you're, like, confirming what they feel, right. it's really much harder to shift in. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. You, can, you can interrupt in the middle of a sentence even and say, okay, I want you to close your eyes and see yourself there and what's going on. Because if you were watching a movie, what is taking place? Um, yeah. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, that does. Good. Yeah. So you will be doing kind of like a matrix on an adult. In a, on an adult right. In a way. Yeah. Are you guys going to do a matrix training by any chance? We cannot call it a matrix. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot call it a matrix, but uh, we're going to call it advanced EFT, and we're going to teach our version of, you know, matrix. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're thinking yeah. of doing in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that because we're going to bring other things too. Okay. I'm going to go more thorough into the drawing techniques and to, you know other things that Stefan does as well. So, you know. Things that we have developed, and I also have been doing other trainings. I'm going to bring those in as well. You know, okay. we're talking about gold trauma, which most a lot of people have. Um, Stephanie has developed like an open your heart to receive in a different, different, different way. So there's going to be quite a few other things. There is a matrix coming up, and I think it's in November, by um, uh, Alina and Craig. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that. I, I, yeah, I don't the, know. I don't know how. I think it's like you know, uh, Matrix One Hundred One, but I don't know how. You know, I think they're good. Um, yeah. I, I I think I got an email on that, so I'll go back and look at that again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
one other question while you're while you were saying that it made me think. Um so in general, what would be your what would be the um sort of the the red flags that would tell you with especially with a a child, a young client when to not like how do I avoid having what happened happen again? Um like what what are the signs for you that somebody might not be in a strong enough ego state to withstand regular tapping? Well, I think that history is a good one. Like if they told you that EMDR and uh, you know the um, the what is it the sensory ex- mm-hmm. experiencing was too much, uh, that could be a potential. I'm just doing a little bit of history how she reacts to stimulation. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be things to ask. Um, try something, and I would maybe try something mild. Try start with a drawing, especially with children. Start with a draw tapping and see how that goes. Okay. And if okay. you see that there's a child that there's already you know a lot of trauma, maybe you start with a a drawing and you do the touch and breathe, and then you, you know if that you know is a positive result, then you can go to the tapping, and then if that is a positive, you can bring it up a little closer. Right, right. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. I feel like I have so much more information <laughs> to uh, move forward, whether it's with this particular client or the next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The other thing, Meredith, that I want to tell you, I have to send an email today because we just finished um, I am going to do, um, uh, you know, the EFT mastery that we did right after the workshop, mm-hmm. which, of course, you may be way ahead of them. But, um, you know, that's a possibility. There may not be, you know, but it's going to be discussing cases and things like that. So if yeah. you wanted to, you know, just consider. It would be wonderful to stay in touch. I would love to support you in whichever way it works for you. Great. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate all the different opportunities you guys have, and um, yeah. it's been great just being able to. I, I always feel comfortable knowing that you guys are there. You know, even though I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had had another supervision session with you until now. It feels like, oh, at least I know you guys are there if I have a question yes, <laughs> or need <absolutely>. this hour. <laughs> yes, yes, we're so. here. So yeah, okay. So take good care, and yeah, stay in touch. Even to post, you can post, you know, send us an email for talking about your successes, too. Great. I will. Okay. Big time. Thank you so much, Laura. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.